Job chapter 29, verses 4 through 6. Oh, for the days when I was in my prime, when God's intimate friendship blessed my house, when the Almighty was still with me and my children were around me, when my path was drenched with cream and the rock poured out for me streams of olive oil. What an amazing phrase. When God's intimate friendship blessed my house in the signposts um, book you wrote about the garden of eden when god walked with adam and eve in the cool of the day right intimate friendship i'm just thinking about what we talked about yesterday where the wickedness of humanity puts distance between us and god and what a contrast that is to this. God's intimate friendship is what's offered to us. It's what God wants. And yet our sinfulness, our wickedness, our rebellion breaks that intimacy. It's just amazing to me how much we long for intimate friendship, even with each other. You know, when I have guys from the church sit around my fire pit in the backyard, and we just chat well into the evening just hanging out. It, there's such a sweetness to that. It's like guys don't want to leave and you just feel better the next day having had real connection with, as the Bible says, intimate friendship. And to know that that's what God is offering us, it's just unbelievable what a gift that is. And then you're just like, man, what what can I do to get that? What can I do to get that back? You know, and, and it's really only through, you got to deal with that thing that separates us from God, that thing called sin. And once you have a way to deal with that, confession, repentance, forgiveness, then you get the intimate friendship with God back. And to me, there's no greater gift and there's no better way to live life than in within the harmony and unity and peace and joy of that intimate friendship. Several weeks ago, uh, you gave a sermon on Ruth, mm-hmm. Book of Ruth. Yep. And I just want to say, because it really, that sermon, I'm not talking about content here. I'm talking about presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sermon, I think, really won some people over hmm. because of your own enthusiasm and your <laughs> joyfulness and you're, you're, you're being relaxed in what you were saying. Mm. Uh, you really told the story extremely well, but what really came across to me as somebody that was in church listening to it is the kind of indivisibility between you and the story you were telling that mm. came right out of the Bible. And the reason I I say that is previously you were talking about the indivisibility between the man and the woman and and their creator. Mm -hmm. And I I, I haven't read this carefully, but I I just want to read this, what I wrote. This universal sense of loss, and that's after the the golden string is Mm -hmm. broken, Mm -hmm. uh, was reversed on Calvary. That's right. And you that really tied into that sermon because you pointed that Ruth, uh, you know, through uh, Boaz, but God, mm-hmm. uh, was it Jesse? Oh, 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 Obed. 
And then Obed Jesse, was their son, yeah. And, and he was then, the father of Je- and then David. Jesse, the father of David. And yeah. then you pointed to Matthew 1, yeah. which is the genealogy, and there it is right there. Yeah. And this connectiveness is so central to what's so wonderful about the Bible. But yep. so I, it takes you, the, Ruth takes you to Calvary. But up until the moment, uh, this mo- that moment in history, the human story was written by the choice of Adam, the first man. He right. too walked with God. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and to take care of it. But in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And and also the appearance of Satan in the form of a snake. But it's basically what, however you want to deal with that symbolically or in other ways, uh, Satan's one thing was to separate them from God, and he succeeded at that time. Exactly. Yep. It's such a profound story because we all deal with time and loss as part of the reality of existence. But Calvary is gain. Hmm. So, you know, Amen. the churches that tell the whole story are actually singing from a very, very bright hymnal. Amen. Well said.